Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode, another show of Swinging from the Hip. Um, this evening, we're going to cover off the second test, the New Zealand versus Pakistan match. Um, we'll hopefully get into look at the future tours um, that have been arranged for New Zealand by New Zealand Cricket. And we'll hopefully have a quick chat about a, the Super Smash um, and how that tournament's going. I'm hopefully going to be joined by Taz and Taryn, our local experts, so you'll just not have my opinion, um, which is not worth much, but yep. So, but unfortunately, the um, Taryn's at the moment just watching the India and um, Australia test match, the last stages of it. Um, we're, I'm keeping an eye out on my on my phone through Tribe, and also trying to watch the um, follow the up the Canterbury Kings versus the Auckland Aces Super Smash game going on at the same time. So lots and lots of cricket happening at the moment all around us. And we're hopefully we can keep you up to date from our end here. Um, obviously, as well, on the weekend, we had another round of um, club cricket up here in Auckland. And on Sunday, we had some the Prems playing at the T20 tournament. And I know that Paul's was out at Kenmore Park. Um, they're out west watching a few games and getting a few interviews, and those interviews have been posted on the um, site. So get in there and have a look. I think he's got an interview with the North Shore captain there, two-time winners over the weekend, and also has an interview with the Hibiscus post-coach, I think it was, that I saw Paul Correct. Oh dear me! I'd love to let, 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 let me rescue here. You, yeah, yeah you, you yes. come in and quickly. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Uh, hi, yes. Uh, so I was there. So I got some to have a chat with the captain of the of North Shore, um, and also their debutant bowler um, as well. So Lewis, there it was his first uh, first T Twenty Premiership game, and he took a wicket as well. Good lad. So he he, he was uh, he was happy after that one. 
Um, hibiscus coached, uh, had a chat with their captain, Paul, who, uh, well, could have won the game, but decided not to. So you can listen to that, <laughs> how he... Um, how how he was gentlemanly or uh, or um, showed showed good uh, gamesmanship or um, there uh, also <laughs> got to chat with the captain of suburbs after their uh, win or whatnot they weren't quite available. I couldn't find them after their loss but I got I got them after their win uh, <laughs> and also uh, had a chat with um, Taz uh, um, and Taron um, after the from from QMU um, as well so yeah there's a uh, six interviews there. Up on the uh, up on the site, uh, six is that right? Six or well, six, uh, someone five or six anyway. Um, up there on the site now, um, so go check those all out. And went by the site, it's the New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page is where you can find those. But yeah, yeah this, was, this um, good, good place to be, Kim Wonder, wasn't it? Especially that um, hibiscus and Kimia game, even though it was a low scoring affair, ended up in a um, tie on the very last um, all of the match. So, you know, good, good, good place to be. We were waiting for the super over, but that didn't occur because there's no room for a super over, unfortunately. No, no, no room for a super over in that one. Um, but um, talking about ties, yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah, there was, let, let, let's you say let's let's just bring everyone up to speed with the um, uh, with with the test match. So, I think it's probably most people will know uh, Australia put on 338 in the first innings. Um, and uh, in reply, India just got to 244. Um, really, batsmen either got in or got nothing um, in the first innings. Australia then put in 312 for six declared um, and put India into bat. Uh, and you've got to say, uh, one of the things that's um, from this is is Steve Smith has suddenly um, come back into form, hasn't he? After was it over a year without without a without a century, he gets some. Um, uh, he gets 131 in the first innings and 81 uh, in the second innings. So, yeah, he's back in form, isn't he? Yeah, look, it's, you know, class players like that, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? They, the runs just keep flowing from their bats, and that's that's why they're, you know, he's one of the top three batsmen, premier batsmen in the world. And obviously also um, there with Manus um, Labuschagne, um, the other Australian in form batsman um i think iman has got 97 in the first innings and, and 91 and uh, 73 were his scores yeah yeah so you know there's there's the other class batsman in that australian side coming through um obviously i saw the first bits of the um start of the test match in the first morning there and um the other guy's pretty prolific david warner um just didn't look match fit um, to me. I think he's still got a few issues with that groin when you had a look at him <clears throat> after taking his first quick single on that first morning, you could sighted limp started reoccurring there. So it was, um, it's interesting. Maybe Aussie's just so desperate to get two opening batsmen with the other, with the failures of the, um, the previous two, players um maybe they were just desperate to play warner and because of what he you know theoretically what he can bring to the game um which is quite well, bad, obviously are you and saying class, class is permanent form is, is temporary and yeah it, it yeah. could be he could be on the edge um then in the fourth innings uh it was a good start by sharma and gill uh for uh india both those were out before the close of play yesterday scoring 52 and 31 um and then um 
Pujara uh, uh, sort of laid anchor and, and got, got a bit of criticism from Australian commentators today for, for blocking. And you're like, guys, he's trying to save a test match here. He doesn't need to. If he stays in at one end uh, and you've got players like um, uh, Pant at the other end scoring 97 off only 118 balls. I mean, that's that's not that, that they, he was going for the win. Uh, but it's, as long as as long as um, Pujara was there at the other end, he could afford to, couldn't he? Exactly. I mean, I think it's quite obvious. You know, anyone who's watched um, Pujara playing uh, test matches, and he's only a test match player, and um, he's pretty much um, he puts up a wall at the one end of the um, one end of the um, pitch, and the others that around him. That's that's I think the formula that they sort of work to, and you know, um, Pant there, Rishabh Pant, you know, like you saw, I, I was watching some of that and, um, you know, obviously he's injured and he was playing with an injury. <laughs> um, like there's a couple, um, there's another, um, I think at the moment, Bahari, um, who's batting with Ashwin trying to save the test match, he's batting there with, and he's, it's like he's got a hamstring strain as well. Um, so there's, there's not much running going on. Um, well, ones and well, well yeah, if you have the ball out to the boundary, you can take a one. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's you know, they're just putting up a real dogged fight at the moment and denying Australia. So, the no doubt the Aussies are getting frustrated. Um, in the commentary box, is no doubt on the field as well. So, you know, no, absolutely come up with some excuses and start blaming some people, don't they? <laughs> well, but, but okay, but but Pajara was had a strike rate of thirty seven point six. Okay, I mean not rocket speed by any stretch. Of the it is slow, but if they thought he was blocking, boy oh boy, Bihari. I mean, as soon as I mean, as soon as they lost um, uh, Pant and Pajara, let's be honest, the the, the 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 wind had gone out the window and it was down to draw time now. Um, but whilst those guys were in, the, the opportunity was there. But when Bihari came in, boy, he just he, he just dropped anchor. Um, Twenty three runs so far. Off 159 balls, a strike yeah. rate of 14.5, and he sped up because he was in single figures earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was at one stage. I think it was in about nine or ten off nearly 100 balls. I was or seven, was it? When I was just watching a little while ago. But I mean, look, they you know, like you say, when Pajara and uh, Pant were in there, there was an outside chance that India may win the test, especially by the way um, Richard Pant was batting. Um, you know, Pajara's job was to stay there, and it always is, you know, and the other guys to, to, to come in and get the runs. But when as soon as those two have gone, the whole objective change for us, and you when it's a matter of saving the test. And, you know, I mean, the other thing is they've got um, a, uh, the next batman, and uh, I saw padded up, I've just forgotten the batsman's. Uh, Jadeja. Jadeja, yeah. Now he's injured as well. He's got, a, I think, was it? He's got a, a wrist problem. So you know, I mean, but he's padded up, ready to come out. Um, but obviously, if he had been fit, then I'm sure the run chase thing would have been a different story. He would have come out, and they would have still kept going, um, trying to score those runs. And look, it looks like you know they're gonna, you know, they're not too far really behind, even with those injuries, are they, Paul? I mean. What seventy three runs? I think I'm I'm looking at it. Oh, that game's just ended now. Um, Tribes just updated, so the match has been drawn. There you go. So, so we've got to say congratulations to um, Vahari and Ashwin. 
there yeah. for yeah for sticking around for a long time. So Fahari will be undefeated, 23 off 161 balls, and Ash yeah. went 39 off 128 balls. Um, so yeah. yeah, those guys did a, a fantastic job. Where um, where you got to say Australia would have thought, hey, we've made the breakthrough. Here's our chance. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> the, the door was closed right in their face. Yeah, the door was. You know, they thought the door was ajar, but it's been slammed in their faces, the saying goes, and it's, it was locked and sealed, and there was no way they were getting in. <laughs> so, and, you know, look, I know they tried all sorts of things there while I was watching. Obviously, um, they had Cummins coming in and doing the short pitch stuff, which is, a hey, fair enough. Um, there's an un uneven bounce, so you just didn't know, and they had a few chances to pick up wickets. Um, there was a couple of spilt catches that I saw um, there and, you know, balls going close to fielders but not quite making it. So maybe it was just not going to be their day today and that's the way it is. So we go into the, seri um, the next test. We're still locked up at one each, uh, which from a New Zealand Black Caps point of view is great. We, um, whereas appearing in the the final world uh, at Lords next year because we basically need um india to win or the series or draw the series to keep australia out of it so which means we go through so that's you know hey let's um oops wrong one sorry that's the uh that's the that's the test rankings um which has um, oh, look, at that, look at that pool number one who's that number one <laughs> but that's that's not sorry that's not the one i was trying to share i was trying to share a different page um, which is the if I can. Um, That's all right. We're always happy to see us when we're at number one. There we go. Here's the uh, the, the, the the here's the uh, yeah. um, the Test Championship table um, with. Yeah, um, so we can make it a bit bigger so we can see it. Um, Obviously, it's it's slightly it's a little bit confusing if you try to read through it all because it's it is based. I think it's going to be based on percentages, isn't it? Um, who gets into the finals because um, Australia and India and England would have played a lot more test matches than any other, any of the other nations. I mean, we've basically wound up, finished our um, series. We've only got 2020s and one dayers um, coming up now, but Australia and India have got two more test matches uh, to go. Two, yeah, two more to go, so... So far, they're playing five test series, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, New Zealand is not good enough to play five tests, you know, according to um, those in the know. Um, yeah, what you know, well, what is we're just a little minnow from down under, tucked away in the bottom corner of the world. Oh, oh, is that the country that's number one ranking? Is it? But hey, yeah. Well, let's Can't let's. Since you've gone there, let, let's let's actually let's because there's a number of things that need to be that, 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 that come with um, uh, what, what I'm going to put up now. So this is the uh, potentially the the, uh, the 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 schedule for the rest of the year. But as part of the interview that um, New Zealand cricket gave, um, one of the uh, one of the points they said was that uh, home tests against opponents other than Australia, India, or England typically lose four hundred thousand dollars. Um, and uh, so basically are a, a, a loss-making exercise for uh, New Zealand cricket. 
um, with the way that the crowds have gone uh, at uh, Wellington, Tauranga and Christchurch uh, in particular, um, they've actually made uh, a, uh, a profit when they were actually expecting to take a $4 million loss this year. So, uh, or, or, um, or last year, whatever, whichever way it looks, or this financial yeah. year. Um, basically off the back of increased crowds and uh, the new broadcast obviously deal with Spark Sport. Um, so uh, clearly, as as uh, uh, as as New Zealand cricket say, uh, clearly ha having a, uh, a winning team helps. But clearly, but also, just the the opportunity to see live sport has seen people go out in their numbers and uh, and support the guys. And and look, having those, uh, those those good crowds at those test matches mean that we may get more test matches in the future because uh, with them being um, uh, if you with them being loss making, you can understand why they can't host them. But if if you've got Pakistan and the West Indies are being profitable, then fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you know these boutique grounds that they take these games to, where you know capacity is probably only about three four thousand at the max. Um, that's you know that's great, isn't it? Um, at least they've made money. Um, so maybe you know we might see um, some more money flow down to grassroots cricket hopefully you know um so the, you know to those people that work away um in the community um yeah, no, look, don't, don't don't get too um don't get don't get don't don't get too enthusiastic here uh, get, get <laughs> too high look at least a lot 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 not, not loss making um so uh, this is this is all from david white by the way the chief executive of yeah. new zealand cricket um my, now, yeah, I did have a quick read of the same interview as well, and I thought, yeah, hey, that's great news, isn't it? And obviously, um, as you've got sharing with us on the screen there, well, um, you've got the year planned out as they'd like to see it. Um, go ahead. Obviously, we've got Australia coming over for the uh, five T20 games here at home, um, followed up by Bangladesh with um, more T20s and ODIs. Obviously, um, the focus on the T20s and that with the T20 World Cup coming up in India next year um, is the prime focus. Um, this for, year? This year? Oh, this year. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, I've got to remember that, eh? We're into this year. <laughs> Takes a while for the old, you know, for this old brain to click over into the new year, but it will do. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously then there's, then there's a break for the IPL where the yep. top players will be obviously busy. But you say yeah, there's no more test matches. Well, look, there's, there's two more test matches potentially against England in June. Um, yeah, I that's think also that's the potential final. Yeah, I think what I read, England is really keen to play those, those test matches. Um, you know, similarly, of course, you know, everyone around the world's in the same boat. So, you know, um, these countries want to get sport out there, sport being played. So people can see, and obviously, um, a lot of this stuff is subject to, as we all know, um, which is, you know, at the moment, it's who knows where we're going to end up. Um, well, it, it may be better that they all come down here and play in Little New Zealand. You know, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Every, every every country or every sporting code or the international sporting codes like your crickets and your rugby's. Yeah. Um, they will rely on hosting um, on hosting international games. And hence, yeah, that's why England want those games. 
um, as White says, he's happy. They're happy to assist um, yeah. England, um, and he also look a big thank you to the West Indies and, and Pakistan for assisting New Zealand and supporting New Zealand. Um, and that look, they had to go through had to go through quarantine and all those pieces. He says, look, they're really appreciative of that. So, uh, look, it's good to hear that uh, those thank yous being said publicly as well. Yeah, uh, it is. We, 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 we can't. So, hey, one of the problems with this is, um, and one of the, is, is with the schedule that we're looking at here on screen, is that, look, ten, the, the players could be away from home for nine months, which is an awful, which is a, yeah, that's a long, long time. Um, yeah. And you've got to say yeah. that some of these West Indies and Pakistan players, if they've been playing in various um, T20 competitions, they, again, could have been away from families for a long time. So, look, yeah, it, it it is taking a toll on these cricket players because it does take so long to play test matches in particular, um, whereas your rugby, you pop in, play a couple of games, come home, and you're done in a couple of weeks. Whereas uh, the cricket, you, if you go on tour, you've got to be there for a month um, or, or, or or more, depending on, on what uh, what you're playing. It's, yeah, absolutely. And I think as we were discussing before we came on air, um, you know, um, we were just trying to, Obviously, each country's got their own quarantining rules and that. And if you're similar to New, you know, two hours, you know, as soon as you land, you're, you're locked away for two weeks, aren't you? Um, basically, in a room. And then, you know, and then you've got to go out and you've got to do a little bit of warm-ups, get climatised and that, put a bit of practice in. And then you finally get around to actually playing some games. So, yeah, it, it's it's... It's a long time away from family and that, and even psychologically, it's testing, you know, mentally as well. Um, so it's it's not easy times to be touring, obviously, around the world, but that applies to all sports and all sportsmen. Um, and, you know, us pure mortals who are, who are at home and have, especially here in New Zealand, you know, we're fortunate, and I don't think a lot of people hear it in New Zealand realise how fortunate we are compared to the Englands and, um, you know, Americas and all these other countries, you know, how well off we are compared to those places. But uh, that's enough of that sort of blabbering on. Um, we're here to talk about cricket. So, so let's, just, let's just give you a quick people, uh, for those yeah. people listening to the podcast, a quick rundown of what the schedule is looking like then. So between the 22nd of February and the 7th of March, we have those five T20s against Australia. Uh, the 13th of March, the 28th of March, Bangladesh here for three T20s and three ODIs. The IPL is expected to take place during April and May before uh, New Zealand looking to go to England for two test matches in June against England, plus the possible World Test Championship final at Lords that month as well. September, October um, sees potentially the Black Caps going to Bangladesh for T20s and Pakistan for T20s and ODIs. Um, as well. Um, that would be the first time in Pakistan for a very, very long time. But let's just see how um, how that all pans out, so whether they'll actually be in Pakistan, whether they'll be in the Middle East, which is where Pakistan hosted a lot of games previously. October, November then sees your T20 World Cup in India, followed by a couple of test matches against India in November and December, before returning home to play Bangladesh in two test matches and T20s um, as well in December to finish off the year. Um, yeah, there's that's that's a lot of touring in it, Paul. Not much time off, really. And you think them 
you know, with the T20s, ODIs and then test matches, there's going to be a crossover with a lot of players, um, you know, who are obviously playing in all formats of the game. And then you've got the others who come in and are specialists, say, in the shorter version. Um, and then you've got specialists who are um, obviously there for the test matches. So if, if the schedule goes ahead, um, then, yeah, these these guys are going to be away away from home for a long, long time in that. I think so, look, a lot's going to come down to whether if the Black Caps do not qualify or for the World Test Championship final, then I'd suggest sending a pure test team across to England, leave out all your T20 and one-day players, and say those guys um, are the ones who, um, uh, who who get a rest at that point because it gives that, that's the only window there to give them a rest, really. Yeah. Um, do you think do you think um, the Black Caps have got the depth at the moment to do that, to send a test team to England uh, that doesn't include any of their one-day or T20 players? Or particularly well, T20 players? Yeah, so that's an interesting point, you know, you bring up. Because, I mean, if we have a look at the um, country, um, the, the, the teams that, have, you know, the, the games that have played against the West Indies and Pakistan, the T20s, and that at home this year, um, and obviously the ones that we've got coming up, there have been a lot of players, haven't there, that have come, that have been, that have played it in those games various times. Um, and so they've tried a lot of combinations and that. So, yeah, there's definitely a possibility that, that you know, you're going to have specialist guys that are going to be in those teams. Um, yeah, but, you know, we are limited in our um, quality and class that we have, and there is going to be crossover there. And I mean, Kane Williamson, Tim Southey, uh, Trent Bolt, uh, even, you know, you look at Cod, Jamison, um, Matt Henry, who came in for the last Test match. Um, these these guys, you know, they're 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 the crossover players, aren't they? Um, they're um, you know, there's Ross Taylor, question mark. <laughs> you know, where how what happens in that with that? Um, who else you can you look at? Well, actually, um, let, let's just take those names then for, for the, the ones you mentioned. So basically, on the batting side. Uh, you could remove uh, Kane Williamson. Obviously, uh, will be needed for that um, for, for, for the for the T uh, Twenty uh, World Cup. Um, but if you if you think that he's the only bat the only crossover batsman, really, the, re the rest you could potentially have there. Um, so looking at big players like Nichols, um, Taylor, Latham, Blundell, Watling, um, uh, for, uh, Nichols, perhaps, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they could all potentially just be pure test players. Um, now, that is a, I mean, Kane Williamson obviously is a massive hole, scoring 388 runs in this test series. The next one, uh, Nichols got 224, but then no one else, well, apart from Mitchell, who got that uh, century in his one one innings, but all the other, all those other batsmen I'm talking about didn't get um, really many runs. But anyway, um, it would definitely weaken the side, but it, but, but there's the, the, at least there's, there's a batting lineup there, isn't there, that could potentially go to England separate from the separate from the T20 tech players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, obviously, it's the bowling lineup that we look at, you know, and that's where the main wear and tear is going to ha happen, isn't it? Um, with Southey and Bolt and Jamison, you know, you've got three top line 
bowlers there, guys, you know, that are world class and in form, um, that you know, that you're gonna use right through the test matches and the T twenties and and the um, one day internationals. So you've got to manage their their loads as the um that's the, the wording in it and the saying, the loads. <laughs> um so there's opportunity um for the old other bowlers that have been tried through the season and you know there's a few guys out there that are um doing well and in form. Um if you've looked at this watched the Super Smash and that, you know, you've got the Dougie Brace Wolves there, um and that and obviously Matt Henry's one. Um, there's a few other bowlers like Hamish Bennett that they've tried and that, whether, you know, who knows what he's going to be like. And then you obviously you've got to look at spinners and you've got Mitch Satner, who's the sort of, I to me, he's the one day, you know, T20 specialist um, spinner in there. Um, hopefully you, you maybe your Ish Sodi, they, they regard as a T20 short format player. So, and obviously when, if you're playing, the, the T20 World Cup in India, those spinners are going to obviously be effective and needed over there. Um, and even on the tours of Bangladesh and Pakistan, this is where they're going to gain their experience playing away from home on those flat, dusty surfaces of um, Asia. So that's where you're going to bring those guys in because in general, um, for fast bowlers and medium paces, pretty much um, bother for the batsman, you know, how many sixes can you hit off from is the question mark. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Bracewell had a good a good game for the Central Stags um, yesterday as well, another bowler yep. um, and batsman. Um, but, so, yeah, so if we look at the 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 the, 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 the stats from the uh, those, those two test matches against Pakistan, um, Jameson took 16 wickets, uh, Bolt 9 and Southie 16. So what do we got there? That's uh, 31 wickets. Um, out of 40 being taken by those three guys. So, yes, that would leave a massive hole in yeah. the bowling attack. But we can't rely on we, it says Englishman, um, talking about <laughs> New Zealand. We can't rely on... Um, Ex-Englishman now, Ex-Englishman. Ex-Englishman, sorry, okay. Uh, we can't rely on just three bowlers um, and expect them to carry the, carry the load. Now, sure, um, Wagner, um, unfortunately, his broken foot um, would have... Uh, uh, and he got to um, play one test match and uh, did very well picking up four wickets there. Uh, but um, yeah, still, then the yeah those those guys cannot play all those games in that list. No, uh, no. But they're, they're going to break down. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. There's going to be you know um, guys introduced, and that's that's you know the biggest um, and that's what the Super Smash is about, isn't it? Um, the local domestic competitions is for the up-and-comers to stand out and say, hey, come and pick me. I'm, I'm ready to go up to the next, you know, next level. Um, and, yeah, you, you you take them away and you test them, don't you? Especially to Bang Bangladesh, Pakistan, the warm-up games there, um, you know, in preparation. And you've got to have backup, right? You know, just in case, you know, um, Saudi, Bolt, or um, Jamison get injured, you know. That's just the life of a fast bowler at the moment. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, we haven't even mentioned Lockie Ferguson at the moment who's out injured, hopefully mending on the sidelines, ready to come back in. Um, 
shortly. And, you know, we've got another young guy who's been around for a long time, fast bowler, who's playing in the, uh, the BBL over there in Aussie, um, uh, Adam Milne, um, who's under the tutelage of one um, Mr. Shane Bond. <laughs> so, you know, um, hey, you never know. There's always, if, you know, if he performs well over there, you know, I'm sure the selectors have got to take notice and so I've just pulled up the uh, Super Smash um, stats. So the most wickets um, is uh, Blair Tickner, currently with nine wickets. Uh, Matt Bacon has got eight. And then you've got uh, Doug Bracewell um, on seven. So those are the top three wicket takers in the uh, in, in the Super Smash. Yeah. Um, the uh, Looking at uh, the sort of the best bowling figures, Michael Bracewell has got a four for 28. Jimmy Neesham three for 11, uh, Zach Gibson, three for 17. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's some names we recognise there, and there's some names there that um, we're obviously a bit new to. So, yeah, you know, it's good to see those established guys who have been, you know, in the scene and that, standing up and performing. You want those guys to go back and, and make it, you know, um, they should be standing out at the next level down, shouldn't they? Because um, they've been there and done that. So, yeah, and then obviously, as, as we've spoken about the up covers tucked away in the background there, um, always looking for a bolter um, there for this. Um, you know, someone who may just leap out and grab your eye. Um, and obviously, one guy to me, who's fitting the all-rounder status, and especially we're looking at Bangladesh and Pakistan and that, um, is from Wellington, um, Rachin Ravindra, um, who's, I think, generally bats one or two in the order for Wellington and also has bowled some um, useful off-spin. So that's, you know, one to keep an eye out for in that there. Um but I guess we should move on. I guess we were meant to cover off the test match, and I was waiting for our two experts to join us, but I'm not sure where they're at. So we need to maybe quickly cover off that. No, well, my, 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 my fault. I've not I've not given them the links. I just put the link in, the, in, in just messages in the link, so hopefully they'll be joining <laughs> us soon. Very sorry, Taran. Um, I just noticed your, um, your message there in the live chat. So, yes, uh, my bad. Um, for not sending uh, the uh, the link out, but it has. Um, I've, I've ho hopefully uh, they'll be joining soon. Um, yeah, so the, that uh, test doing which obviously I think I can't remember um, when we were on air last time. What day we day of the test match we were on? But obviously, um, oh, trying to rack my memory here. Geez, Paul, it's it's a bit hard when you get to my age. Um, <laughs> I don't try to remember what happened. How many weeks ago was it now? <laughs> but uh, we did. Um, obviously, the Black Gaps came through and wrapped that Test match up. Um, I think it was a, in the end with a day to spare, wasn't it? Um, I think in that second innings, really Pakistan didn't put up much resistance, um, and that which was which was a shame. I guess they maybe they were. The thoughts were on hopping on the plane and heading home 
or some of those guys were heading off to Aussie to play in the Big Bash where they can earn some real coin. So, <laughs> but we had, once again, I think, standout bowler in that second innings was Kyle Jamison again, wasn't he? He, he once again, just put his hand up and ended up, I think, was it taking 11 wickets in the in the game, which was, and the figures he had was about the sixth best of all time for New Zealanders. So he took so, 11 for 117. Yeah, uh, join the match. Um, having some issues uh, trying to bring up the details of the actual test match, I'm afraid, folks. Um, but uh, quick info: yeah, not, think, uh, not playing. Yeah, but I think that ranked him at number six in the list of like you know most wickets taken in a match. And that was because I think obviously um, number one is Sir Richard Hadley. You know you can't go past Sir Richard. Um, it, but I run. We we, 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 we we have been saved. The man is here himself. Hi, T. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, right. coming in. <laughs> we've got through. Yeah, we, 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 we've blabbed for half an hour, pretending we know what we're talking about. And now here's yeah. another. Uh, I'm sure it'll mean good stuff. <laughs> finally, finally an expert. Eh? Just before we get on to, um, we're just trying to, we're going to cover off that. Um, second test between the Black Caps and Pakistan, obviously, yeah. Taryn. But how's your body after the pretty tough weekend out in the sun there in two, two, um, two four yeah, days? Look, nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. I was battling the last after the last double hitter, but yeah, <laughs> nowhere near as bad today. Well, probably yeah. those um, painkillers that I took in preparation for it helped. I, uh, this, uh, or, or, or perhaps a long lunch you guys had and didn't. Uh... Because uh, the other people were all warming up, and you guys were were still at lunch. Uh, was was, was pointed out to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what do you, um obviously you've just watched the um the end of the um the test match there between Aussie and India, and we did speak about that at the beginning. But what's your quick summary on you know how that test match sort of ended up? I I reckon it's um. And you, you know, for India to come through and draw that game was mm. really, really a top-notch effort. You know, considering the injuries and that they got through the game, and that to me, yeah, an outstanding effort. Yeah, you, yeah. Your thoughts on you know, it? I agree. No, no, I agree. Um, I think they probably could have batted a bit better in the first innings, which didn't work out. You know, they left themselves a bit behind, and then to come out having lost two wickets earlier. Well, on day four, they essentially only really had about five wickets left because the last three don't really stand a chance of doing too much um, batting. But Bumrah, Saini, and uh, what's the other fella? Siraj. Siraj, yeah. So really, they had five wickets. I think all credit to Rishabh Pant because at one stage, you know, they're in with a serious shot. I think two sessions, 200 runs to win the game. You'd be, you know, you get through that, you get through the New Rock, you'd back yourself to chase down 120, 140 in the last session, easy. Yeah. But yeah, look, I think it's, I'm, a, I'm quite a big fan of Vihari. I've been saying it to everybody, anyone and everyone that would listen to me that he's actually reminiscent of um, like a Lakshman without the elegance, you know, very compact and very correct. Yeah. So it's nice to see him actually, you know, soak up that pressure and bat. He looked good in almost every test, 
and found a way to get out. So it was really nice, pleasing to actually see him do what he did and then obviously punt. Um, I guess that's exactly why they pick him because when he turns up on a on any given day, he's not he's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the risk uh, risk reward that you carry by picking him. Yeah, yeah I, we were saying that whilst whilst Pajar um, was was uh, uh, holding down one end and Pamp was going for it the other end, that basically the, the win was still on the cards at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was. And again, I think a bit of credit needs to go towards the management and the captaincy and the leadership side because not a team, not a lot of Indian teams, let alone any team, would fancy a chase in Sydney on the last day. Even have the mindset or the intent, and I think it's um, it's the new India, like not just the cricket team, but I think it's just the India as a whole, the confidence they kind of carry the next this generation, and that's kind of for them to actually believe. Having Rohit Sharma helps, yeah. you know. You could see a sense that they genuinely believed that they could win the game. And then at that point, when they lost Rahane, to then put um, punt up the order ahead of Vihari, I think that was a genuine show of intent to want to win the game. You know, so they knew that Vihari could see out the rest of the day if needed to, because he had the technique. But punt genuinely gave you a shot at chasing it down. Yeah, I yeah. When Vihari dropped anchor and pretty much left, every, or well, I, I didn't actually see it, but just looking at his stats, the number of um, the number of balls he faced for how few runs he scored, and that's uh, shows some serious concentration. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, and that's you know it's part part of the job when you're playing out a draw. Eh? Um, I, yeah, it didn't help that he didn't um, he had that hamstring injury. So I think otherwise she would have probably ended up on 40 to 60 odd. But yeah. a lot of these things, I mean, you heard Gilchrist say earlier, had Punt actually batted for a little bit longer, Vihari's hamstring actually not given in, India probably would have fancied a chase. And that chase um, invariably will bring wickets because these guys are looking for scoring opportunities which, which will then in turn your bat goes further away from your body, brings in um, wicket-taking opportunities. So it actually played into India's hands that they were restricted through injuries, which meant they had to be quite compact and just ride it out. So they didn't really have a choice, right? The choice was taken out of their hands. Yep. Just a question for you. We also, we, I think um, Aaron was mentioned that tonight three players were injured in that Indian side for this one, but they've had injuries earlier in the Test Series. We saw uh, with Sri Lanka down in South Africa. They had like two players injured during a test match. Are we seeing more injuries during test matches recently or is this... Um... I think, yeah, I think so. I actually... Who was I? I was telling... God, I don't know who I was speaking to, but I just said it's it's got to be the um, bubble life COVID effect. Their loading probably just isn't as high as it has been over the years. I'm sure like, it's not all down to it. But the loading probably isn't there. I reckon you're seeing a lot more, yeah. They just can't train as freely. They can't train on the same surfaces. Um, they can train, but they, I mean, something as trivial as putting training with your boots on because they're probably inside gyms, inside their rooms, working out and keeping their heart rate up, but they just probably aren't running with their boots on as much as they'd like because they're all limited in times and everything else, right? So, yeah, definitely. 
a lot more, and I think it is a direct effect from COVID or the bubble life that they lead. Sort of, yeah, is that, that um, having that real game time, sort of um, not having as net, played many games, being able to play as many games, and that being match fit, isn't it? Is the yeah. terminology that we hear. So they're just yeah. not being able to do that. And it's good to see I'm, I was using the correct terminology there, Paul, of loading. <laughs> sure, you know. Not too bad, eh? <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've got your own different um, liquid loading that you do, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got my water here, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hydrate before you dehydrate. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, it's just um, we need to go back, obviously, and summarise that second test between... Um, Black Caps and Pakistan. That feels like an absolute lifetime ago. Okay. That feels like a lifetime ago. I look. I I just said to Paul. I said I was I was trying to remember what happened. You know. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we blinked and they crashed and burned. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Wasn't that bad? I think is it basically a case of they had one foot on the plane or mine. Let's you know they've had enough. Let's get out of here. Scenario yeah, and that. Second innings, they just crashed. You, I think you'll probably see that if Australia gets on top against India as well. Next yeah. test, they're in Brisbane. They're leading this again. The Queensland restrictive life. So I think yeah. if Australia get on top and really pile it on, these guys will be packed. I hope not, but I'll, and I wouldn't blame them if they just felt nah, not for us. I think there was a bit more writing on it. Um, a friend of mine was saying a two-one loss to India is good enough to give them um, enough um, winning time against England to see them out to Lords. If it's a, anything beyond a 3-1 or 2-1, then they'd have to clean sweep England, which is obviously a tough ask because England's a good touring side now. So I think so. they probably needed this and Australia hasn't lost in Brisbane. So the odds are that you know Australia probably will do well there. Again. So are you knocking us out of that uh, final? And well, this is according to a mate of mine who's a Indian cricket fan, so he would have done his due diligence in terms of what would India need yeah. to get it, get to Lords. But yeah, I, look, I can. If we go back to the Pakistan one, um, I really want to know what that Zafar, why Yasser Shah didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. And, um, yeah. Is that a yeah, question? Might be able to answer for us if he was here. <laughs> you know, if Yasser Shah didn't play and they played that random guy, Zafar Goha, who scored runs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was holiday season, so I didn't get to watch much of it. And it's pretty one sided test match. It's not really appealing to viewership, really, is it? Um, oh, I, I watched it, I enjoyed it. Nothing like being well, yeah. watching. If um, you like. Yeah, if you enjoy one team absolutely bearing another team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they keep, they keep persisting with that Nassim Shah, man. I don't know why. Yeah. So we've gone on about him. But I think, I, look, if you go back to the first test, yeah. um, the grit that Fawad Alam and Rizwan showed, had they managed to actually draw that test, I think Pakistan would have put on a bigger showing in the second test yeah. it does you know when you come that close and 
you either lose or draw, you know, you kind of, well, okay, in this case, you draw or lose the game, it does drain you emotionally and it does become very hard to get back up for a back-to-back test match after such a emotionally taxing loss. And again, that's the hangover side of it. I think you saw that in there. Yeah, not it's you know, I, mean, I think the other thing is this COVID thing, and that these guys have been away from home so long and that been locked up, etc. It's it's a different environment, different situation what than what we're normally used to when they're yes. touring, I guess. Even though, you know, obviously here in New Zealand we you know, they are able to get out and about a bit more than they were anywhere else. Um, yeah. I think that's still what you said has an effect on it. But yeah. just from that point of view, though, you know, wasn't it, um, you know, great to see Cole Jamison, you know, gee, what a breakthrough season he seemed to have had. Um, Man, amazing. 36 wickets yeah. in his first five tests or something. Yeah, it's just amazing. To me, um, you know, obviously he's going to get better. I'd, I'd just love to see him if he could maybe add another, say, five or six Ks to his pace, you know, to get near that 140 or just over the 140 mark consistently. That, yeah, I think to me that would make him even more of a, um, yeah, you know, a bowler. To I, was speaking, I was speaking to Jeep Raval the other day, and we were on Wednesday actually when we were playing against this blockbuster suburbs New Zealand side. And I asked him, I said, look, is Jameson still the same pace or is he quicker? He said, yes, he's definitely much quicker than he was when I last played him a couple of years ago or a few years ago now. Two yeah. or three seasons ago, so he is sharper, so he's tracking in the right direction. More than pace, I'm quite interested to see how he fares outside of New Zealand because I think all his five tests have been in New Zealand conditions, yeah. you know, and you also kind of come on without you know taking away anything from him. You do come on when Bolt and Saudi have opened up an end. You take them overseas, then they're nowhere near as potent as they are at home which kind of puts the onus back on your first change or second change bowlers to actually do something. I'd like to see how he'd go yeah. there and the different challenges. It'll be, it'll be good viewing. I think on that, that series, I think the disappointing thing was... Before we, before we go on, though, before we move on about Carl Jameson, will there also be an element of there's more game tape of him now so people have a better idea as to what... I mean, second season syndrome is something you hear in rugby, but is that will, will that game tape uh, people, be able, people be able to analyse his bowling um, a bit more? Will that will he have to alter things up or, or get more variety? I uh, probably not a variety, but um, he will probably get even sharper and sharper in his own planning because opposition will probably plan for him better. Because they'd have a lot more data to work with, right? So they're, they, you know, you've got all these technical analysts and video analysts that'll tell you exactly what he does, where, when he does, and you know what um, colour his parade is. So <laughs> they'll they'll put everything down in front of the batters for them to take it or not, and then so he'll probably need to get sharper with his own planning to counter that. Yeah, so I think that's that's what he'll find. But at that level, you'd like to think both opposition and player, all players, respect the opposition to not kind of take them for granted, but they'll just have a greater sample size of data to work with, yeah. I think. Yeah, but so, yeah, I think the one thing to finish on there is it was disappointing not to see a spinner from both sides. I think they missed mm-hmm. a trick there. Yeah. 
but yeah. it didn't really matter in the end. But I I think New Zealand cricket or not New Zealand cricket, yeah, the Black Caps can't just keep playing matches without spinners because then you're going to hurt yourself overseas. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. And, you know, I mean, while Satin is a um, great one day or short term, uh, short format player, I don't really, I don't think he's the test match spinner. Um, well, how can you say that when he just won the test lack. match? How can everyone, all those I, people on Facebook, maybe you're one of them too, all bagging Satner for four out of four days and he has been his jobs to work out when you were game in the last day, and he did. And I didn't see anybody saying anything then. They'll go, oh, well done, Satna. He won the game. Yeah, look, I'm not, not saying he's not, but I, I just think you, there's got to, you know, I think there's got to be a, to me, I don't think he's a full package as a spinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, you're so right. I'm sorry I should word it like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, we need a I mean, yeah, he's no he's no Nathan Lyon. He's no, no Nathan Lyon, but he's not he's not a long way off for Ajax Patelas. I think Ajax is just as good a white ball player as well. Like Satna's above him. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very tight. To me, the big spinner is probably East Stody still. Yeah. You know, if you can and your dream package will probably be your left arm spinner batting. Because he's got the ability to bat, and then you carry a leg spinner, that's when you're going to start winning overseas. If you go to Sri Lanka, you've got a left arm spinner who can bat seven, your keeper bats six, then you've got. So Santa can do a Jadeja job, yeah. and then you play a Sodi at. Or yeah. then you play a Kyle Jamieson at eight, Sodi at nine, Saudi and Bolt 10, 11, then suddenly you've got five bowlers. I think. Sandner offers the opportunity to have five bowlers, three quicks, which is your strength, plus two spinners when you go overseas. Yeah. Is, is oh, that, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess once to, that we should be watching that's up and coming is from, you know, like um, from Wellington, you know, Rachin yeah. uh, Abindra. Yeah, know, he's a, yeah. He from all accounts, he's a fantastic cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. As I think I mentioned to Paul just before in the show, that may be a guy to watch out for. Maybe, um, you know, we were just looking at the Future Tours program that was sort of gone through today. He, you know, an outside chance to try and test someone out, you know, when you're oh, probably, It's probably a little early for that, I reckon, because there's, I mean, New Zealand's got good depth now. Eh? Like you've got, when you go away, you know, Ajaz is going to go 100%. Oh. Um, Santa's probably going to go. And so, what, what, one of the things we're thinking of with the with, if if New Zealand don't make the, the the Test Championship, is it worth them sending a pure Test team to England, leaving out all their One Day and T Twenty guys because they've had so much of a workload after that? And if in, in which case, do you then if you need Satna or someone out for your One Day team, then you can sort of maybe put some people in there who are just purely there for the Test matches. That are not going to get involved with the T20 at all and play two I teams. Think, so, have the Black Caps got a tour to England? Have they? Yeah, I'll just let me just bring up the. Uh, so here's the. Um, uh, here's the the. So in June, there's potentially two tests in England. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, now, so if if they if they're in the, if if they make the World Test Championship, clearly the first team goes right, or your first yes, choice yes, players. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if, if that's not on. Yeah. Then would you potentially leave, take a pure test team 
knowing that your T20 guy is going to be oh, so hard hard worked and away from home for so long that yeah. you give June off. No, I think the reality is you're probably, I think England is quite a important tour. It's a, you know, it's a sacred ground, right? Everybody wants to play there. So I can't see the likes of a Ross Taylor, Kane Williamson wanting to skip a tour to England, you know, a tour to England. Yeah. It's not a tour of duty. A tour, a tour of duty is probably in Afghanistan or Sri Lanka or something, you know, but <laughs> these guys will not give away a test tour because it's just the holy grail, you know. So you've got to go. You want to go there. You want to play against, you know, um, Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad on their deck with the Duke Sports and really challenge yourself. So I can't see anyone. If anything, maybe uh, Saudi. But I saw recently that Saudi wants to emulate Jimmy Anderson. So he probably is going to prioritize test cricket in the future beyond these two T20s, right? So he might turn to just red ball. Um, yeah, I think your bowlers are probably the ones you might just potentially kind of look to leave out. Maybe, uh, again, I still can't think how you'd even leave out a de Gronholm who might go to the IPL because he'll swing the ball in England. A lot of these guys are seasoned county pros as well. They've played it. A lot of them might want gigs in county cricket one day. So there's a lot riding on a tour to England. Yeah, if anything, uh, oh, you that same with India. Maybe the Bangladesh T20 tests is when you probably look at blooding a few people in and resting a few people. At the end of the year, in summer. Yeah. yeah. Up until then, I can't see um, a Bangladesh T20s away. That's when you'll take your that's your run into the World T20. So that's going to be quite important. The Pakistan yep. T20s on one day will be really important. You won't. Yeah, I am for. The obvious reasons, the Indian tests away are going to be massive financially. So putting on a good showing so, in India is important. Going the five, going the distance and yeah. playing for five days is a, just to get an invite back. <laughs> but yeah, you don't really have a um, option. I think you bang the dash T20s, you can kind of our tests. You can play your Will Youngs, your Devon Conways. Um, look at what's coming beyond that and kind of plan for it yep yeah. so a couple of couple of things couple of topics just to quick um, before we before we run out of time um one of the australian cricket uh fielders got caught out on camera uh walking yeah, across yeah. and um, scuffing out the batting marks of the uh, of, of, of one of the batsmen uh clearly so that when he comes in he's got to re remark it just breaks his concentration or or, or breaks him uh is that some legitimate gamesmanship? Was that a bit underhand? Uh, I saw, I saw, I saw it. Initially, I thought, ah, oh, that's pretty funny, right? I thought, ah, oh, you know, that's gamesmanship. That's pretty funny. That's good on them. Yep. But do you really want to be the bloke doing that after you had sandpaper in your pants? You, you know, do you want to be the team that's doing that when you were? pretty much pantsed publicly about 18 months ago or two years ago. Is that what you want to again bring up when you've, you've just been, your public are getting humiliated for racial slurs off field and then on field, you're carrying on with cheap tricks. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. 
if that was needed at the time, they're good enough to win without those kind of things. But yeah, I, I think, but guy like Pant, I don't think it bothers him. But again, also coming out of India, you get taught to mark your guard after every break in play anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Right. You know, you are good players always mark their guard again and again. Everything's got to be perfect because they said such a nice process, right? So it shouldn't have mattered. But yeah, just doing it is probably a bit, it's a cheap trick. Good okay. one. What, what, yeah, good. I was going to say, what are your favourite cheap tricks you've heard about? I'm, I'm not going to ask you what you've actually done because obviously you wouldn't want to incriminate yourself. But um, what are your favourite cheap tricks you've, you've, you've heard about uh, that go on? Amongst well, did somebody did somebody stir, um, throw jelly beans um, on the pitch? The, uh, <laughs> I think it was the England South Africa one when they were using you know when they were using these lollies to shine the ball, and so they oh, were carrying right. jelly beans and stuff, and they're like kind of just throwing it in the middle of the pitch, um, <laughs> just on a length kind of thing, just to because it'll catch your eye line right because you're staring down at the pitch sometimes. And then it'll kind of be in your way and you have to go there and do a bit of gardening and then you come back. So it just breaks your process up. Um, I've always wondered, but I've never done it, hand on heart, never done it. I wondered, and I'm sure it's been done, about throwing some stones. You know, you're kind of grazing around the field anyway as a fielder, picking up some nice like pebbles kind of thing, like big enough rocks that could potentially, if the ball hits it, it can deviate heavily. <laughs> I wondered, oh, so, you know, people just walking past emptying their pockets here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just strategically kind of throw it on a lens and stuff. Um, now, this, is, this, is, this is a reference that, that only people of my age are going to get. But um, if you remember The, the Great Escape, um, the movie where they they, they, they uh, are digging a tunnel during um, a World War II camp. And having to, they have these bags under their trousers that they that they shuffle to, to, move, to, to spread the dirt oh, well, around. The, I don't know <laughs> the movie. One of my favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption, and obviously he does the same thing because you know he's walking the yard and he's just getting rid of all the dirt out of yep. his pocket. Um, yeah, look, the lolly trick, Lolly's trick, I think, is probably a thing. Um, yeah, For deliberately ball. bouncing the ball a lot. Did we, what, sorry, deliberately bouncing the ball to get the ball to go soft and old is another one. Oh, but yeah, when you're throwing it in from boundary, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've even heard of some very old school coaches. I can't remember their names. Maybe they're like either like district level coaches or first class coaches or something. No, no, would... no. Donna's getting sued. Okay, so be careful about naming and shaming. No, no, I'm not naming anyone. <laughs> but um, no names. I've heard of people like even like soften the ball up before. Uh, you know the balls that they're going to use. Oh, really? Like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how how it's done, or you know those kind of things. I've heard some like people just stories, not nothing direct hand, but yeah, I have heard you can soften the ball in different ways and those kind of things as well. So yeah, there's plenty of leave it leave leave, leave it in a mug of water overnight and then dry it out two days later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you, there you go. go. It takes planning uh, for that. Um, and then finally, uh, um, Simon Hughes asks us, um, how do we think the uh, Sri Lanka England series is going to go. Oh, um, have they got a full spinning attack? England, they've got some COVID concerns, haven't they? Uh, they've got one player missing. I've forgotten what the guy's name is. Moan Ali, Moan Ali, Moan Ali. Yeah, he's been yeah put in the quarantine because he picked up COVID, didn't it? Yeah. Him, was it him and one other England player? He was 
close by close to or something oh yeah yeah i think i my, think it'll be close to the, 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 the second player tested negative so it's okay oh okay yeah, I think I, I think it'll be close closer than we think it'll be, just because you know people wonder how poor Sri Lanka are back. It's um, I, and I really hope they do do this, and I hope they manipulate the tracks to suit themselves to make it for like riveting Test cricket. Because yeah, England will come well prepared. They've got the money. They'll have an entourage of support staff to really kind of put in a good showing. So if in Sri Lanka are light at the moment or have been for a wee while now if they do um, kind of load things in their favor a bit more and their big boys their batters front up then i think they've got enough bowling stocks to just kind of challenge england and pip them but i think it'll be quite a tight series was that um i don't know if um there's just a shrank and playoffs is it saras saras jay surya Oh, she um, had Jasuria. Um, yeah, who's declared himself unavailable for all forms of cricket in Sri Lanka because he's moving to America. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you if you follow the media reports and track some of this associate cricket, I think uh, Cricket USA is making a big play to try and uh, muster up a bit of a squad from around the world, like basically good first-class players who have intentions or relations or connections to the States to try and make a bit, a bit of a push to go up the rankings. So I think you – I know there's a few players. Uh, yes, one is Corey, uh, Corey, Corey, um, Corey Anderson, isn't it? Yeah. American, so he'll probably his residency status that way and he'll probably play there soon enough. But there's numerous players of different – um we are varying backgrounds that are kind of moving to the states to pursue cricket so i think yeah i know um Shahrukh khan and kolkata night riders have purchased a stake in one of the major leagues uh, cricket leagues in america as well so they'll be pumping a fair bit of money because it's the biggest viewership outside of india for cricket is actually out of the states yeah 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 so you can see why yeah just just so you guys know uh, in, uh, in the ranking, uh, New Zealand Sports Radio is number six in the USA for cricket podcasts. So there you go. Oh. We're, we're, big, we're big in the USA. <laughs> there you go. Cricket for us. <laughs> hey. Who'd have think it, eh? The USA. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad, actually. It's pretty good, eh? Maybe there's there's an ex president just well, about to be ex president. He apparently has a bit of money. Eh? Do you reckon he might be interested in putting it into cricket? I've got a funny oh, feeling he's about to lose a lot of money. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have to he might have to invest in a few um, goods to look after him when he's in prison. Yeah, <laughs> he could join the. Um, was the guy in the West Indies there? That was oh Stanford. Golden. Yeah, Stanford, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um. I know we're running out of time, Paul, but just quick, quickly, um, we were going to talk about the Super Smash. I, I don't know if you've sort of seen anything, Taryn, or... I've been following the scores. I've been following the scores. Um, who, there, was, there was a fixture. There's some big runs scored. ACD CD and Wellington seem to be the front runners and doing really well. And, yes, um, really more than in Auckland, are the... Um, two teams battling away at the back end. 
zero uh, none zero for four or um the aces aren't they and they're just playing tonight against the canterbury kings um, oh yeah are they doing at the moment are they how they're going yeah uh what's it i think uh what's it the canterbury so, so just, the country kings scored 154 for six yeah uh, off their 20 overs and uh, auckland aces are currently 16 for one off 2.2 overs having lost or oh, they've Sorry. lost Gupto. they've lost Gupto. Guptill's gone for six off, off seven runs, and they've got um, Suwali and Phillips in currently. Phillips on naught for two, off two balls, uh, and Suwali nine from five balls. I think um, you lose Phillips early, that's that's curtains, I think. That's how I'd put that's it. still Chapman to go in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So actually, to be fair, this is Auckland's strongest side. I think, yeah, you leave out Jameson, who's now a through-and-through black cap, um, and Lockie's obviously out. But um, yeah, this is their strongest side. They they were pretty light going into this, and they probably have no room for error now. They drop one game, I think they'll be pretty much out of the competition. Same with Northern, who are also uh, middling away through that back end. I believe if they stay relevant, Auckland and Northern, they might have a few black caps come back for the last three or four rounds, um, play Super Smash in the lead into the Aussie series. Okay. So there's a lot riding for Northern to just kind of win one or two, just keep themselves in the game. And suddenly you could see a bold, a Saudi, a Williamson and Watlings and all, all sorts come back in. Make themselves available all of a sudden. I think uh, just for game time and time on feet yeah. as part of the Yeah. 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 Um, guys been standing out in the um, Super Smash for the Firebirds. Uh, young, young fella called Finn Allen. Century. Uh, um, and a, uh, and a couple other scores well over the 50s. I think in the last game he scored 75. Mm. Um, seems to maybe be hitting a form and showing the true potential that he, you know, we all know he has. Yeah, he didn't really play last year for Auckland, no. I don't think no. he did. He it was a handful of games. He debuted when I was still playing. He was, um, yeah, he came in and played a game there was a touring team didn't he, he came in and debuted. No no, no no he played for us aces yeah um against cd and it was a must win fixture and it was his first game but he's come a long way since then yeah he's come yeah. a look i think the auckland crickets detractors will always say what's going on why do people go out and do well and all that but yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I think that's just how it works. But I think good on, you know, you yeah. if you're willing to take an opportunity, take a risk and go somewhere else, by all means do it. And if it's going to help you, why not? You know, so it saves the big umbrella anyway. So it doesn't really matter what colour you're playing under. You're all playing there to aspire to play for the black cap. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, which but it's not good if you're a, a Aces fan. Eh? I just see um, Phillips is out, so... Well, what's the, I think, what's the, what's TAB saying now? I'll have to go see what the bookie's up to now. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't be on cricket for two years, so I don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so Phillips, four, yeah, got four runs off six balls um, and uh, bowled out by Nuttall. Oh, sorry, well, bowled, uh, caught by Boyle, caught bowled Nuttall. Um, the, um, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at the Super Smash, you obviously you say Wellington Firebirds at the top there with four wins from four loss from four games. 
Central Stags, four wins and two losses. Canterbury Kings, two wins um, and... But it's two, it says two wins and a loss here. I thought it was two wins and a no result, but um, maybe that's on the women's side. Yeah, two wins and a, one loss for Canterbury Kings. So they've only played three games. So if they win tonight, they're really kind of in it. Um, mm. Bolts, um, two and two. I think it's those top, those top three look to be a step ahead of the bottom three, to be honest. Yeah. Just quickly so on the women's... Henry's in, in the top three, aren't they? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Quickly on the women's side then, you've got Auckland Hearts, top of the table with three wins, a loss and an abandoned. Wellington Blaze with three wins and a loss. Northern Spirit with three wins and two losses. And then Country Magicians, four, uh, sorry, two wins, a loss and an abandoned. So it's, That's uh, good for Northern Spirit. Eh? That's good for Northern Spirit because... The Auckland, I mean, Auckland should always be strong because Auckland has a established women's um, league cricket program. Now, Northern's quite an interesting case. Like the other ones, I think there are, it's almost an all-stars approach. There's players from Auckland and all like different parts of New Zealand that come together for this campaign as a squad and they play as a team. And in the lead up to that, they run a little... Um, development program which has called a northern premier league to play some games etc but they don't there isn't actually an established cricket program for the regional teams um in the districts so it's um they don't really well the i always thought they were quite a weak side years ago but now they're starting to actually come together there must be some investment i know rob nickel was part of the coaching staff with the northern spirit so it's, yeah so it's nice to see them actually do well with a different model Yep. Yeah. Um, they they, they do have a connection through um, Parnell, don't they? Oh, oh. yeah. Is it, isn't that the um, Northern District Women's Feeder Team? <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now. We've got the, uh, the uh, bit of Auckland Club uh, needling going on there. Uh, Tiger Sparks, <laughs> four, two, and, uh, two and two, um, two wins, two losses. Uh, so, I mean, look, it's pretty competitive amongst all those. The Central Hines are the only team with, with, with six losses from their six games kind of off the pace. The rest of them with the three or two wins shows you that actually the women's side is pretty competitive this year, which is good to see. Yeah, but I think, yeah, they, there's probably a bit of, I think they're at the peak at the moment, eh? You've got their, you've got your, uh, the White Ferns, the top end players, you know, your Devines and your Bates, and then they're all in the early 30s or even mid 30s. And after that, I think they're all very young. There's right. that, there's that gap. And I think, We'll probably have to wait another five years to see rewards for our New Zealand cricket investment into women's space because now you're successful at an international level through the individual brilliances of the senior players. But what's coming, there's, the next tier isn't there and your stars, your Amelia Kerrs, etc., are quite young. So next few years will be quite interesting and challenging, I think, at the, within the women's space. Cool. Um, any sort of final things, Aaron? No, no, no. It's um, upwards and onwards. Obviously, look, we're getting into a diet of local cricket at the moment, and there before Australia head over for the T20s and that. So, yeah, let's enjoy the local um, domestic cricket while while we can at the moment. Just a quick um, while I remember, there was the over fifties tournament was running at. Cornwall Park, wasn't it? Um, the, the district's um, thing. I'm not sure, but I did hear that um, that one 
a Dale scored a century in the in the um in this the last game that he in, that Auckland played in. So and I think that Auckland were one of the, the two top teams in that. So I think there was a playoff tonight or a final tonight um, starting at seven at Cornwall Park. But I haven't seen any updates in that. But I'll try and see if we can get some info on that for next time. Yeah, look, I think there's a case in point for these tournaments. Eh? Like, I don't know who started it, but maybe since I've been following AD, I've um, started yeah. seeing more and more social media and coverage for this thing. What, I, in my own opinion, I think what that's done has brought a lot of people back out of the woodworks, people in their 50s who kind of you know, walked away from the game and went no longer connected to the game, have actually come back out and started playing the game. <laughs> which is meant if it's representing their club um, in a, your reserve level or third grades or fourth grades, etc., they're actually reconnected with their clubs. And that's only good for Auckland cricket or club cricket because a young guy then gets to kind of rub shoulders with these older guys and their standards improved. Everything gets better. Plus, you've got the health benefits of older guys actually getting fitter and actually looking after themselves. So I think whoever's behind it i think you know full credit to them and well done to them because it's just really nice like the other day we played against paul hitchcock he's a former black cat obviously not 50s but you know again for whatever reason he's playing club cricket and he plays for a small club called hibiscus coast so those guys are so much better for having him on the park than they would be, you know. So again, yeah, whatever the drivers are, getting these older guys back, I think it's awesome for club cricket. Cool. We see, we see that um, with our second team, don't we, in Kimu, because our older guys being surrounded yeah. by a few young young fellas and that, and that's you know that's good for those young fellas just to to mix, you know, um, yeah, shoulders with them, you know, and learn. There's a lot to learn from them. Yep, absolutely. Um. Now, hopefully, I'll be. I've, I've requested from Auckland Cricket to get media access for their games next Sunday: Auckland Hearts versus Northern Spirit, and Auckland Aces versus Northern Knights at uh, the Eden Park Outer Oval. So, hopefully, I'll be able to bring you um, post-match uh, interviews from those games. We'll see what uh, Auckland Cricket come back with. Um, but uh, so, hopefully, we'll have that uh, before the next swinging from the hip next Monday at uh, eight p.m. So, uh, and hopefully, we'll have Arshin back to uh, rather than myself. Who actually, who actually watches, who actually knows a bit more about cricket than I do, uh, even if I did get down to a couple of games this, this weekend. And yeah, you can hear Torun giving us the lowdown as, as, on his uh, post uh, post game reaction on our New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook page. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think I'll ask any, any final final kind of points or, or things from yourself. No, no, I don't. No, I don't have uh, any more to add. Um, yeah, I'll be down at the game, so I'll see you there. So yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, wonderful start to your week, everybody, and we'll uh, catch you next Monday at eight PM for the uh, swinging from the hip. Awesome, thanks, guys. Thanks. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary; not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. 
Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.